is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Melanie Brooke, we discuss her transition from theater to TV and film. We discuss uh, collaboration and, of course, chilling out. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Melanie Brooke. What is the thought process here on transitioning from, you know, a New York City scene to L.A. TV film from theater? How are you viewing the different mediums for your career path? Yeah, it was... I mean, it happened very subtly, I think, which is what I needed because coming out of a theater program, I was so focused on like Broadway or bus mentality, just mm -hmm. theater, theater, theater. I also had never been exposed to the possibility that I could be on TV or in movies. It just, it didn't even cross my mind. Mm -hmm. So I was very much theater focused and I was working in theater and I was auditioning a ton in theater and... I remember I randomly, um, when I got signed with an agent, I got an audition for the show called The Nick. It was a show on Cinemax starring Clive Owen. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's a TV audition. Okay, sure. And I went in and I booked it, which immediately was like life altering because, you know, the whole theater process, it just felt like you're climbing uphill and then suddenly I go into this room and I booked the first, which was so not normal. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then I didn't book anything for however long after that, but it still sort of shook me in a way of like, Whoa, there's this whole other world of opportunity that I'm like not opening myself up to necessarily. So I did that job and it kind of changed my life. I, I immediately got into like TV and film class on camera class. Um, and just started slow, still fully immersed in theater stuff, but also focusing on like refining uh, camera technique and, and figuring out what that was about. And I felt in a way at that time that uh, TV and film sort of had more room for me and more room for like real human types, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think theater is is always kind of about 50 to 100 years behind in some ways. Um, and I think they're getting there. And there are some really cool shows that are allowing for different outside of the box types. Um, mm. But I felt like TV, like you could turn on the TV and, and see all these different kinds of people. And I didn't necessarily feel like there was that much opportunity in theater at the time. So I just think I started slowly and naturally uh, focusing my energy on getting really good and really comfortable in front of the camera. Hmm. And yeah, and I just started working more and more in that realm. And um, I think it was a nice natural progression because I think if I immediately would have just like, I, I couldn't just drop theater and I still don't feel as though I have, but um, it definitely was a, was a slow burn. Sure. No, I like that. I like that phrase, the slow burn. <laughs> yes. um, how have you, it's interesting. It sounds like you were, you're doing this, you know, asking these questions on like, how, how is it so easy or not easy, but different to be auditioning for TV and to, you know, book the job relatively quickly compared to the Hill that could be, you know, theater. How have your questions gotten better? How have you gotten better at asking questions? Hmm, I think... 
I think that um, it's not that I've gotten better at asking questions. I think I've just gotten less afraid to ask questions. Okay. Um, like I mentioned before, I've always been on the shy side. And I think even if I had questions, I was afraid to ask them. And I think as I get older and as I get more confident in myself and my work, I'm not afraid to pause a very busy moment on set or raise my in a rehearsal and be like, Hey, what about this? Or like, or what do you mean by this? Or maybe we can do this. It's just so valuable. And, you know, collaborating, I think is the tenant of acting. And it's really yes. not to go on a tangent, but it's really hard these days with taping being the only avenue to audition because we totally lose the, the collaborative, uh, feeling of the whole process. So that that's another story. But as far as asking questions, I think just allowing yourself to, like we said before, give yourself permission to ask questions, even if it ends up being a stupid question, quote unquote, hmm. you know, I'd rather ask it than not at this point. So I think, yeah, just, just allowing yourself to ask the questions is really important. Are there, are there any changes you've made, you know, even through COVID that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think COVID sort of made us all take a step back and, or at least for me, has I, I think pre COVID I was sort of holding onto my career like this. And I realized this is a podcast and you can't see my hands. So I was really holding tight onto things <laughs> and sort of wanting with all of my might to control the outcome of things, which obviously we know we can't do that. Um, and I think literally having any sense of control in, in all aspects of our lives being ripped away from us, it sort of forced me to, for lack of a better term, chill. Hmm. And I think that's helped me as a person, me as an actor in all, in all aspects of life. And I think it's allowed for more positivity to leak in because I'm not so attached to this made up result that I am clinging on to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, letting it, letting, letting go a little bit and kind of just letting it flow. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to oh my God, why is it the hardest thing in the world though? Like, uh, I think it's like going to theater school kind of ingrains the opposite vibe. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah, so it's just, yeah, that, that's been a huge thing over the last few years. It's, just, it's basically chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling out. I love it. I absolutely love it. Are there, which we might be getting into this, uh, we are getting into this next question already, common pieces of incorrect advice that you hear in the entertainment industry or in life? Yes. <laughs> Let's it's hear connected them. to what we talked about. Um, I think the number one thing, which I believed for so many years, and it's so drilled into us, is that if there's anything else in the world that you want to do, do it. The amount of times I've heard that throughout theater school and throughout my life and career, it's such mm -hmm. bullshit. Like literally my most successful and 
balanced and happiest friends, and, and it applies to myself too, are, are the people who have so many other passions and interests and it makes them a better artist a better artist a more interesting person a better actor and I definitely for years and years and years was like I refuse to do anything else with this because I need to focus all of my energy on this one thing because I need to be the best I can be at this one thing or else there are other people that are going to be better at me at this one thing mm. and you know it, obviously you need to be focused and work really hard and become good at something if you want to do it. But the the phrase of if, if you can see yourself doing anything else, then quit right now. That's so toxic and it's so untrue. And I wish and hope that that could be outlawed in all theater programs across America. And that is why I am running for president. <laughs> <laughs> president of that. No. <laughs> that is my I am here to announce that I'm running for president of the world. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. No, you're so right though. I mean it is it and it applies to so many industries. We hear it a lot in entertainment, but it's such a that's it's such a BS statement. It is. It really I mean. is. Um achievements versus fulfillment. How are you viewing those two words in your life? or balancing them? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think it's relating to everything we're talking about. You can achieve goals <laughs> and still feel deeply unfulfilled. I have this very close friend mm. who's a very successful actor who is, he always tells me not always but he's told me the story a few times and it always hits and he was nominated for his second tony and it was supposed to be like you know the peak of his life and he was the most depressed he had ever been and he couldn't figure out why and i think putting your value as a human attaching your value as a human to your goals is a really slippery slope and a really dangerous thing and it's really easy to do um so I think just trying to have things that fulfill you and have people that fill you up separate from achieving your goals is so important because if you really only are putting your fulfillment as a human on your achievements, you, you, can, you can get in trouble, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it won't turn out great. <laughs> it won't turn out great. And like it could for a little, like you're booked and blessed and you're feeling amazing. Yes, queen. And then and then you're not. Like ultimately no matter what level of success you're on, you're not always going to be even if you are working, there's going to be parts that are hard about it. It's like even when you do book, it doesn't mean that doesn't come with another set of challenges. So you really have to have like a good support system and, and things outside of the business and things outside of your goals that keep you feeling good and fulfilled. Yeah. I'm into that. Do you journal? I do journal. I do. <laughs> and I'm happy to say that Yeah, because yeah, I think it's, it's such a great tool. It's such a great way to get out your thoughts. It's also such an amazing way to look back on things and, just sort of see where you were even a week ago and 
be like, whoa, the, the things that were so important to me a week ago or a month ago or a year ago seem so small now. And it just reminds you that whatever you're going through right now probably won't feel as big mm. in in a few days even. That is, yeah, that's so true. Do you um do you have prompts as well or is it just writing out the thoughts that come to mind? I don't usually have prompts. It's usually just sort of flowing whatever is in my brain and needing to be emptied out of me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have um any favorite books or most gifted books? Oh my god. Well, the book I'm reading right now. Oh my god. I can't even talk about it cuz it it's so good. Have you heard of Song of Spider-Man? No. <gasps> okay. Write it down. You, you write it down everyone. Everyone write it down. I mean, it's not it, it's literally the story of Spider-Man the musical written by the book writer Glenn Berger who wrote Spider-Man the musical and it's like a detailed a painfully detailed account of every single thing that went down during the process of like the biggest failed musical in history. It is so good. It's, I cannot put, I think I have like 30 pages left and I'm trying to not finish it because it's, it's so good. And if you're at all a musical theater nerd, or even if you're not, it's, it's honestly one of the best things I've read in a long time. And I know I should be like the artist way, but no song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Song of Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Oh, I'm going to have to read it. Oh, um, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Oh, my God. The pressure. Um, the pressure. The pressure. Okay. The first thing that came to mind, this might be so unwell, is... LOL. I'm, it would literally be LOL. Um, and we can redo this if this is not acceptable. But that's the first thing that came to mind. And it ties back to what we were talking about before. It obviously stands for laugh out loud. I think we all need to not take everything so seriously. And I'm talking to myself. When I say we all need to, I'm talking to myself, really. I need to not. Um, and I think to remind myself and the people of the world on this billboard to just like laugh more and not take it all like, you know, we're not really curing cancer here. Obviously, art is incredibly important, but I think we need to just take more joy in it. Remember what we're doing. And me specifically, I'm making people laugh. Mm. And so in that process, I should also be laughing and I should be finding joy in the process. And I think we all just need to LOL. We need to lull more, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. We're keeping it. We're not changing that. We don't Are need, we, it? <laughs> we don't need something. We don't need something 5,000 feet deep or whatever. It's <laughs> I, I like to take whatever comes to mind. Well, this, this conversation, uh, so wonderful. And thank you so much for joining the show. I'm excited for you and all the great things coming up. Of course, you know, under wraps too. September 25th, Yay. very, very soon. I don't know how we're already here. It's time is just flying. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for having me. This this was awesome. Of course. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up today? Um, I don't think so. That, that, was, that was so much fun. Thank you for having me. People of the world, Melanie Brooke. 
You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.